Welcome to the Rewriting Reality Podcast. I'm your host, Holly Denton. I'm so happy that you are here. This podcast is all about letting go of the limitations and structures that are keeping you stuck, realizing that you're a powerful force in this world, and how to step into being the creative director of your own life. I am obsessed with questioning what we think of as reality and finding the evidence of people changing their lives through conscious manifestation, turning their mess to magic, and ultimately rewriting their reality. It is my promise to you to help you unlock your greatest potential and claim a life according to your dreams. I'm so excited that you're here for this adventure with me. And without further ado, let's get rewriting. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast, Rewriting Reality. How are you? How is your week going? I am so excited to be back for another episode. I just love this platform and this process so much and I really hope that you are also enjoying the episodes that are coming out. Um, Please remember to leave me your feedback, give me a review, share the show. I would really love and appreciate all the support and I have mentioned before, but this is a co-creation between me and you as listeners. So the more that I can hear what you're loving, the more that I can hear what your takeaways are and then what you would love to hear more about um, and start this conversation is so, so valuable to me. So um, yeah, please, please leave a review, rate, subscribe, share, and we will keep this beautiful project growing. (laughs) Um, So today's episode is about how to deal with challenging times, how to get through tough times in your life, hard times. And why I think this is really important is life gets lifey, right? And when we are really wanting to consciously create our lives and look to what's working and um, what's not working and what our goals are and creating and manifesting a life according to our own design, part of that is that we are going to be able to we are going to have to be able to develop a new way of thinking, feeling and behaving through times when we feel like things are not working out or when we feel like things are getting messier before they get better, so to speak. Because this is inevitable, right? Life will always have its ups and downs and we're humans and things happen and we are not in control of anything. But what we are in control of is how we experience what we are going through. And so a really common saying or a saying that I hear a bit, which I really love about this, is that pain is inevitable sometimes, but suffering is always a choice. And I really love this because I I really believe that when we are going through a hard time, yes, we may experience some painful times or some challenges, but we don't have to suffer them and we don't have to fall victim to them. And when we 
really see these opportunities in a new way, they actually become really powerful times in our lives for manifesting and rewriting our realities and changing our lives towards what we what we want and what we desire and growing. And so I really think that this conversation is important for this podcast, Rewriting Reality. Because for me personally, being born with a cleft lip and palate and a missing left eye, I have faced a lot of very obvious challenges in my life around dealing with operations and surgeries um, and also navigating life with a physical facial difference. And I've always had a very strong narrative in my life around this that my story and my experience is something that has added value to my life more than it has been a challenge. And I believe that that story, I, I don't really know where it came from. It, it may have been a natural way of me coping with it. Um, and I certainly know that it is what my family helped me to uh, view my life as and face these challenges as. So I do have um, them to credit that as well. But it is... It has meant that my differences, my experiences of surgeries and navigating a life with a facial disability really has been a strength and an added added value to my life. Not that, not to say that it hasn't been challenging. It definitely has been challenging. But the challenges have really helped me grow who I am as a person and what I have to offer. And I know that it could be different. I know that being born with one eye could be a real obstacle. Um, and I know that it also could have very easily been something that quite negatively impacts how I view myself and how I interact in the world. And while it does sometimes pose limitations for me, those limitations are things that I really get to be able to either show myself more compassion for or stretch myself to move beyond them. And trust me, I don't I don't approach everything in my life this way. I have, um, like everyone else, a lot of struggles <laughs> at times. And it's interesting that something that, you know, is a big part of my life has not really posed me kind of this challenge. But it's interesting because it has also taught me a different way of coping with challenges. Um, and so when I really developed a lot of respect for myself in how I have handled having one eye and a cleft lip and palate and going through really major physical operations and recoveries and changes. Once I was able to really acknowledge that for myself and look back on how I've navigated that, um, I've been able to really learn from it and give myself a lot of credit from that. Um, but that came with a lot of reflection. So yes, I'm I use it as an example because it's an easy one for me and it's an obvious one, but I do struggle with other things. So 
like I said at the beginning, we're all humans and life is what it is. And (laughs) that means that sometimes we're faced with situations where it doesn't, our outside life does not match up to what we think or expect or want or desire. And we have really times of really hard events that are very uh, upsetting and emotionally and mentally and physically challenging. And so, as I said before, the pain and the experience of that event, while it's very real, um, the suffering around it is, I believe, a choice. And this episode is around how do we use these times, these periods of our life to really help us break through to the next level, to help us rewrite that, our experience of that chapter and really bring it to work towards our desires and and what we want our life to be. And so this is what this episode is about. <laughs> um, so the first, there's three, three main elements to this, to navigating difficult times in your life. Number one is mindset. Number two is emotions. And number three is trust. And within that, there are different elements that I'll talk about, but the overarching themes in that mindset, emotions and trusts help us to figure out and question how we are navigating it. And then I'll go on to talk a little bit about how we can, what we can do about it. What are some tangible things that can really help us move through these times and hold the void of these times? So the first number one mindset for me is, well, the overarching mindset is what I would call a growth mindset. So a growth mindset is um, a very well-known theory and term and it's um, very well researched and talked about. There's some amazing books on it. So if you're interested in that, I would definitely recommend that you go and explore that. But essentially what it means is how can we look at our lives and our challenges and our experiences of these times and how can we use it to our advantage? How can we grow and expand from this rather than collapsing into, into the experience and letting it disable us? What can we do to keep growing our mind to seeing a new perspective, to shifting the way that we're seeing and thinking about things that is more empowering to our choice and our growth. So for me, a really simple first step in in looking at your mindset when you're dealing with challenging times is to notice and to know that you can deal with this very moment that's occurring. And that's all you have to deal with. So this kind of ties into, I guess, like mindfulness and being in the present moment. But it's actually a really practical tool. So for me, when I was um, leading up to having a really big operation, like the morning of the operation, and, um, you know, I was very nervous and very scared. And one natural way that I actually dealt with it, which is the same as this, is that I would just sort of 
bring myself back to the present moment. Like right now I'm sitting in a chair. I can deal with that. Oh, look, I dealt with that. (laughs) Um, Right now I am filling out a form. I can deal with that. That's all I have to deal with. Right now I'm getting changed into my operation gown. That's okay. I'm safe. I can deal with that. And so it's like when you think about what you're doing in that present moment and tell yourself, I can cope with this because you can. And even bringing it down to the split, the split second moment, by the time you've said that, you've already dealt with it. So it's like, even now, as I'm speaking to you, um, you know, like I can, I've got this, I can deal with this, what I, with what is experiencing right now. I'm here right now talking to you and sitting in this chair. And then by the time you've even acknowledged that, you've already shown yourself that you can deal with it. So it's been that real present mindfulness and knowing that you will deal with this moment and then you'll deal with the moment after that and after that and after that but as they occur and so being really present especially at times where you just feel so overwhelmed and you feel like your mind is future tripping and like going into the future and anxious and worried and stressed about all the things and how you're going to deal with whatever's impending in your life or where you feel like it's just all too much and all on top of you, really bringing yourself back to that reminder that you are moving through every single now moment and you're doing it really well and you're coping with that. And that's all you have to deal with. It's not about having to tackle, you know, the next even five minutes, let alone day (laughs) sometimes it's really useful just to be in the present moment and then another mindset piece for me is that it's choosing a belief and the belief that I found really helpful through challenging times is that everything is working out for me and this might seem counterintuitive especially at times where you know, life is really, really hard. But having a choice around what I am choosing to believe about this experience is a choice. And it's a choice for all of us. So we we really need to be radically honest with ourselves and have some ownership over it. Not that we're accepting circumstances, not that we are excusing bad things or um, you know permissioning terrible things or challenges or what have you Um, but we're saying that whatever's happening in my life is happening for me and my growth and when you accept that or choose that what it does is it asks you to extract from the situation something that you can learn so what can I learn from this? Is if if everything in my life is always happening for me and my and my highest growth and evolution, even when I don't like it and even when it seems like it's happening against me, if I choose to believe that it's happening for me, then what is what is the lesson here? What can I take away from this? And that as I said, does take a little bit of grit 
because sometimes it's easier to say, woe is me, this is happening to me and keep bumping up against our resistance to it. But the problem is when we continuously live in a space where we bump up and up and up and up and challenge and challenge and resist, um, we're, we're actually just creating more of that because our thoughts and our mindset towards things really perpetuate our behaviours and our experiences of it. So like I said before, you know, the pain is there and the, and the scenario and the, the situation is happening, but the choice to suffer from it is is our choice. So what is this teaching me? If everything is happening for me, for my highest growth and evolution over a lifetime, what is this time here to show me? And even if it's something so simple as it's, it's here to show me humility or surrender or that I can just live with this now moment and move through or it's here to show me trust that everything is constantly changing and it's here to teach me, you know, um, how to be a little bit more compassionate towards myself or whatever it is. You know, it's simple. It, it doesn't have to be this really complicated thing. Even that shift, that two degree shift in mindset is going to have a really radical um a really radical impact on how you're experiencing challenging times in your life. And another really important mindset thing around uh, when you're, you know, feeling in a really low place or really challenged is to start to separate as much as you can from your thoughts. And this is a mindfulness practice. But I just invite you to notice that as the thoughts come and go, there is a part of you that is able to actually see that you're thinking them. And so becoming a bit more attuned to this witness or this higher part of you where you may actually really believe in that moment that life is a piece of crap or that you have no way forward or that you you know um are in a lot of pain and there's that belief there but there is also a part of you that will be able to be consciously aware that you're thinking that and so how we tap into that you know it works differently for different people but It does require just a moment of stillness because when we're constantly just reacting, reacting, reacting to every single thought, the next thought, the next thought, the next thought, we're just collapsing into it. So it doesn't require, you know, an hour or three hour meditation, but it it does require, even when you're like driving or washing up or whatever it is, your ability to catch a thought and say, oh, that's interesting. I just thought that I, you know, had was never going to make a friend or that I'm not good enough. And when you notice the thought, 
how you identify with the witness is that you notice that there was something higher than the thought that noticed that you were having it. (laughs) Um, Another really helpful way of finding that witness is sitting with your eyes closed even just for three minutes and allowing whatever thought that comes into your head to come into your mind and picture a center pole or like a center channel running down from the top of your head all the way down to the base of your spine and your body and as those thoughts come through your mind whatever they are good bad um, you know irrelevant you know I need to do the washing up or what what have you really center yourself with that center channel and find that part of you that I am part that is receiving the thought that's catching that thought as it comes in and the fact that you can observe and notice that thought coming in shows you that there is actually a consistent part of you that comes that stays there as the thought comes in and, and then you let it go and then the next thought comes in and there's a part of you that's sitting there observing the thoughts that aren't the thoughts and the more that we are able to notice the thoughts that are coming into our mind every minute of the day as much as we can the more that we're actually spending time associating more with that witness rather than collapsing into our thoughts and what we do then is we actually are able to notice the thought and then we've got a choice to either collapse into it and believe it and that becomes the truth or we can forgive ourselves for it we can show ourselves compassion There's a thought that I'm not lovable and no one will ever love me. That's interesting that I have that thought. I'm going to be really kind and compassionate to myself and forgive myself for having that thought then. And what that does is when you forgive yourself for having that thought and noticing yourself for having that thought, it creates that separation between you and the thought. And then the next step after you've noticed it and forgiven yourself and just have have that separation is to choose another thought. And the, the choice is to choose the next best feeling thought. But for me, sometimes, you know, I want to go to like the highest possible thought, but I don't actually believe it. Like, you you. It's quite hard to go from like, I'm not lovable and no one will ever love me to, you know, I'm I'm the most lovable person in the world and I've got a million friends and family members that are all there cheering me on. Like, if that's not your reality, then it's going to be very hard for you to think that. So the next best thought might look like, but I'm willing to, I'm willing to receive more love in my life or I'm open to new experiences of people showing me that love. Or I am loving myself regardless of what the outside world is telling me. Something like that. It might just be the next level. 
because when you think about your thoughts and emotions, it's like a ladder and we just want to keep trying to move up into the next best thought, the next best thought, especially when we're in really challenging times, our mind can go into overwhelm. So we need to be really step by step by step uh, methodical into just slowly and gently challenging the thoughts that we're having at that time. So notice the thought, forgive yourself for having the thought, which then creates the separation and choose another thought. And then the last thing around mindset here, I would say is a really handy question that I like to ask myself is when I'm feeling really down or despaired that life is, you know, not going the way that I want to or that things are really tough. I like to really ask myself, what do I want to believe about this situation? And what is my old programming here? What do I want to let go of? And when you ask what you want to let go of and what your old programming is, what you're doing is you're creating more space for getting in touch with what your truth is. So what's my programming versus what's my truth? And when we talk about programming like we have in the other episodes, what I mean here is what are the thoughts and the patterns and the beliefs that you've just repeated over and over and over in your head and in your life because of past experiences or things that people have told you or society has told you and really just asking yourself because what your reaction is and what your response is will be your truth. So for instance, you know, if you're going through a tough time, asking yourself, what is my programming versus what is my truth here might mean that you get an answer around what's not serving you anymore. What what is giving you the what is causing you the suffering? And what what can you let go of? And that is your programming, letting go of that. And then you're finding your truth there because you're saying, actually, no, this is, this is my truth. This is what I'm choosing to believe. So noticing the thought, forgiving yourself for it, having yourself compassion, creating that separation around that noticing um, and then choosing a new thought. And by choosing a new thought, you can ask yourself, what is my programming versus what is my truth? Okay, so that's the mindset piece. Um, the next level of it is our emotions. So emotions are just energy in motion. Emotion. <laughs> so emotions are a guide. They're invitations for us to notice, for us to tune in to what our experience is and what's playing out in our mind a lot of the times. And they're meant to be felt and moved through the body. But when we don't notice them and acknowledge them and give them the time and space and movement that they need, they get stuck. And that stuck energy, those stuck emotions really create havoc on our systems. So emotions, we are often trying to avoid or suppress or... um, get rid of them. Um, But the trouble when we do that is we actually bypass a really important process of getting through challenging times and also 
really reprogramming and rewriting our experiences of them. We, we cannot bypass our emotions. That being said, the emotions themselves um, are nothing like it's nothing that we can't deal with. The emotion itself is actually not the problem. It's our story that's attached to it that is the problem. So when we really get to know our emotions and we sit with them and we experience them and we just allow them to be there, they're actually really healing and really serving for us. They are working for us. The issue is our beliefs about them and the story that we have attached to them. So for instance, if you're experiencing anxiety, the anxiety is a part of you and the anxiety is an experience that you're having, usually to protect you from feeling deeper emotions. So it is really serving a purpose and it's, it's there protecting you. But the story attached to the anxiety, for instance, might be, you know, oh, I'm feeling anxiety because this really bad thing could happen or I could make a fool of myself or, you know, nothing's working out my way. <laughs> so it's, and, and that, that's the story that's attached to that is actually what's causing our suffering, not the experience of anxiety itself. So when we really allow ourselves to understand emotions and the purpose of what they are, and we, again, like our thoughts, we can start to notice and really look at the physical sensations that we're experiencing in our body. For instance, if we are feeling anxious, noticing the anxiousness is there, thanking it for what it's there to show us, and just feeling it. Not getting into any story about what it is and what it means, but feeling it, releasing it, letting it go and moving it through the body, it will shift just like that with no, with really no, no you don't need to do anything or think anything about it. In actual fact, the less you do or think about it, the better. It's experiencing it, acknowledging it because it is a part of you and it is a way that your body and is showing you a part of you that needs acknowledgement, that needs healing, that needs to just be felt and moved through the body. So when we feel our emotions and move them through the body, um, either through crying or just sitting with them, breath work, moving through them, just allowing and accepting the emotion is being there, it moves and shifts and changes into a new emotion. And so the thing to know about emotions is that because it's energy, it's constantly evolving and changing and it is our stories and our resistance to them that actually keeps them stuck. So if you're feeling like you're in a perpetual state of anxiety, for instance, trying to change your thoughts about the anxiety will probably perpetuate just more of it. But sitting and feeling and accepting the anxiety is there, breathing through it, looking at it, thanking it for being there, asking it what it is here to teach us. 
that self-soothing, that acknowledgement of the emotion will more likely move the emotion into a different state or feeling than thinking about the emotion and identifying with the emotion. And then the third layer of getting through um, challenging times is trust. Having trust and having faith, um, whether or not that, you know, is just like a faith in the universal life or trust, um, or it could be more of a, you know, religious-based faith. It doesn't matter. It's all serving the same purpose. But really leaning into the fact that there is always a bigger unfolding in life that we can't see that we're not in charge of. And that life process, that bigger unfolding, you are always part of that greater plan. And so our lowest points are actually our breakthroughs because when we're here in this trust and when we when we acknowledge and accept that we're going through a hard time, we actually surrender to that. And surrendering doesn't mean that we don't do anything to help ourselves. It just means that we're letting go of our resistance of that and trusting that we can move through this and that it's happening for our highest good. And when we do that, we get out of the way and we can receive messages and gifts from the experience really clearly. We can release our resistance to it and we can actually um, receive what we need to, to grow through it. And part of this is being able to listen to your intuition versus what's your fear. And so your intuition will come to you in a quieter way, in a more stable way. It is the voice, that gentle, stable voice that's just there in the background that, or maybe underneath that will say, keep going, you've got this make that phone call, have that rest, take that bath, take that walk, Um, you know, like whatever that sort of very clear grounded message is, that's your intuition and tuning into that is really important in building trust because when we tune into the fear, We are not trusting and when we're not trusting, we're not surrendered and we're creating resistance and then we're creating suffering. So the surrender and the trust are really, really important. So the fear will show up as anxiety, um, chaotic energy, like, well, if I go and do this and maybe I'll try that and if I push through this and keep going and, you know, um, predicting outcomes and uh, it's like a frantic energy. Um, and so we want to try and tune more into that really stable part of us that's always there. Um, and sometimes that does mean that we need to do some practical things in order to just get into a state where we can even tune into our intuition. But the trust is so important. Our challenges become our greatest breakthroughs. And so the more that we can lean into that trust, the more that we're allowing the experience to unfold for us. And then we we really receive guidance on how best to move forward. Okay, 
so what do we need to do? What are some things that we really need to adopt during this time? The number one thing here is that you need to allow yourself to receive more good because when you're going through a hard time, we're really feeling a lot of out of control and we can't control everything that's happening to us, but we can control how we experience it. So the more that we're in a better feeling state and the more that we're actually creating more good things or nurturing or supportive things in our life, the more that good, nurturing, supporting things keep happening. If we stay in a negative um, state, we spiral into that and we continue to see evidence of that life is not showing up in support of it. So when we are going through challenging times, self-care and allowing good things is like the first thing that drops off but it's actually the number one thing that we really need to be conscious about doing so what brings you joy and even if you can allow yourself five minutes of that you it's crucial that you do because your system at the moment in a in a difficult time is is experiencing a truth or a version of truth where everything's bad or everything's hard or challenging or despairing and we need to be creating evidence that there are actually there's actually always that polarity in life there's always the light to the shadow and without the polarity which is another point on challenging times. If we didn't go through challenging times, we would not know what blissful, happy, amazing times are. So that polarity is there for a reason and it is a really, really good teacher for us. So when we're in a, a more challenging side of the polarity, we need to be really leaders in our life and we need to really allow time and space for good things. So whether that's watching a funny movie or listening to your favorite song, it feels counterintuitive because you might just want to crawl up into a ball and wallow <laughs> um, or hurt or whatever. But it's it's like, no, it's being disciplined with yourself. It's making that choice that you will sit in the sun for five minutes or you will play with your dog or your child or you will make the phone call to a friend that makes you laugh. It's doing those things very consciously is a must because the more that you create those evidences in your life and allow that because there's always a choice to allow more joy the more that you allow more of that the more evidence will build up of that and help you rewrite the challenging time other really practical ways to do this, my number one thing is breath work, obviously. <laughs> um, but a simple breath work to do um, when you're feeling really activated or really down and out of control that life is just getting really tough is two breaths in and one breath out. So it sounds like this. <sighs> One, two, out. And when you're breathing in, say to yourself, I allow life to be as it is. I allow. So when you're breathing in, it's allowing. 
And when you're breathing out, release all resistance. Allow, release, and allow and release. And do that for a minimum of three to five minutes. Your nervous system will regulate. You will shift into a calmer state of being and your mind will be able to see a new perspective. It's really powerful. Another way to help soothe yourself through challenging times is a heart hold. And you can do this while you're breathing as well. But placing one heart on your one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly and taking some nice deep breaths or just sitting in stillness to observe your thoughts, to feel whatever physical sensations are happening in your body and not judge them, releasing the judgment around that. One hand on your heart, one hand on your belly, and it might be feeling into your heart space and just feeling there is so much pain there and just naming it, feeling the pain for even just one minute. What you do there without judging it or trying to avoid it or shove it away or hating yourself more for that feeling is that you... you you notice that part and you give that part the time and attention that it needs and you will notice that that part steps down or shifts in some way. So that heart and belly hold while you're noticing your physical sensations in your body is a really powerful way as well. Um, Movement, so dancing, shaking the body, moving the body, going for a run, doing some yoga, um, going for a walk, stretching is so powerful for shifting the state in our body because it helps to move energy and um, frequencies through our body. Um, Gabby Bernstein talks about rage on the page, which I really like. Um, And this goes for any kind of journaling or stream of consciousness writing where you just write out everything without even judging it or thinking about it or controlling it. But rage on the page is really good. So just raging for setting a timer for three minutes and just writing out everything that's like keeping you in anger or despair or um just all your frustrations and writing them out and then scrunching up the paper and getting rid of them, just letting it out on the page. Getting in nature is so important. We are not separate to nature. We are one with nature. And the more that we're in these natural elements, away from screens, away from buildings, away from artificial floorings, get your feet in the grass. Go outside at night and look at the stars, like really look at the stars and you will know that you are part of something so immense and you are part of that and it it is so rejuvenating. Get in water, get in the ocean, change your environment. If you are feeling really overwhelmed, Go and sit in a different cafe or go and even just to a different room in the house or even move the furniture around in your room. Changing your environment has a really big uh, trigger in changing your internal state as well. And get someone that you trust. Talk to someone, get a coach, get a therapist, a mentor, a teacher, even a book. Um really allow yourself to 
get the support because we are meaning making beings and we're social beings and we we don't need to navigate things on our own and a lot of the time it's actually a lot more helpful to have someone that you really trust to hold that space for you because it allows you to not only release and let let someone else hold some of that for you in a really supportive way, but it helps you to also choose a new reframe to get support, to get that validation and to take some structured ways of moving forward and and coping and dealing with the challenges in your life. I cannot stress that enough. Having the right people in your corner or the right tools in your corner is that is such a power move. <laughs> there is no shame in getting help and support. In actual fact, I think it is um, a real factor in people who have a lot more resilience and a lot more ability to uh, rewrite their reality in a really empowering and brave and embodied way. So I really hope that this episode has served you. I really feel like um, these are a lot of personal things that I use in my life um, and that I have come across and that my beautiful teachers have shown me. So I hope that you have got some value through this and know that um, whatever challenging times are happening in your life, you do have a choice around that and that it is all working for your highest and best good. And please leave your thoughts and um, experiences of this episode. Uh, Again, as I said at the beginning, I really appreciate all of your support that you're being here and you're listening and your feedback, subscribing and reviewing and sharing this podcast. It means the absolute world to me. Um, Don't forget that I'm hanging out in Instagram there is a free breathwork audio for you there. I'm going to be hosting some breathwork events um, and launching my membership. So stay tuned for that. All right. I love you so much. I hope you have a beautiful day. Until next time. Bye.